Yeah, I can go. Um, I don't know. For me, I, I get bored pretty easily. So I'm just one of those people who needs to be stimulated often to feel like, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm like in the zone I want to be in. So you know, in my prior role, though, I didn't love the content of what I was doing. I was still, you know, going on my way to kind of like do other things that were actually just a lot more interesting to me naturally, whether that was like side projects, you know, based on like different efficiency stuff that like the team needed. But um, really the most fruitful work I was doing had to do with, um, Goldman's Black Network and NABA as well, because that through those pipelines is where I got the opportunity to do different things like, you know, for the Black Network, like I helped lead like the Black Intern Summer Experience where like, you know, while we had those interns there, you know, finding the Black ones, putting them in these like different sessions with like different Black VPs mm -hmm. for networking purposes, you know, doing different like weekend activities, like taking them up to, you know, Park City, Utah, which is like more like touristy vacational kind of area in Utah and stuff like that so we you know because we like for me like I could not give a fuck about what I do or like the company I work in but I think the one constant is like for me is like diversity and inclusion so as an analyst it's very little I could control as well as like diversity numbers but while I'm there you know while I was there you know the things I can't control are you know making myself available to different black new hires and interns you know being some assemblance of a mentor or a contact for them because when I came in, I didn't have that. So, you know, that, you know, keeping myself challenged was really, you know, getting into recruiting, you know, at different local universities and stuff like that. Um, just doing work that I was a lot more passionate about. That was really like the main thing I was doing to kind of like keep myself actively stimulated and felt like I was working towards something because again, like your day job is your day job. Like you could love it or hate it, but it's going to be a constant. So, for me, it was the extracurriculars that I was really like poking my head up to find that was really, you know, keeping me there longer, so. I could jump in. So to continue to challenge and grow, um, I definitely like, if I'm having some downtime, like I completed my projects task for that week or whatever, I'll just ask around my department, like, do they need any assistance with something? Because it's beneficial to me as well. Like, I want to learn as much as I possibly can while I'm there. And being that, like, compliance is so, it's just like one word, but it's just so many things. Like, we have a trust compliance, we have risk, we have fair lending, lending. It's just so much. Like, so just you know, rotating around, getting to learn what they do as well has been really helpful because then, you know, they're always thinking of you because you have extended yourself to help, right? So if something comes up, they're like, oh yeah, I think Zakia will be a great fit for that. And I kind of appreciate that because I do want to take on, you know, more responsibilities, just learn as much as possible while I'm here as well. And um, another challenge is like just getting certifications, I think that's really important as well, or taking on more training, you can never get enough training, like there's always something more to learn um, on the job. So just things like that, and like little things like just putting some time on a calendar to check in, ask them how's their day, they love talking about themselves, of course, like just check in what's new. Um, do you need any help just things like that has definitely helped me um, build relationships with you know, others outside of my department as well, but other departments. And that's been going well. Okay. Um, hmm. uh, I mean, I, I think I have an answer for myself. I mean, in IT, 
it's pretty straightforward. Like the more you know, the more they pay you, the more they respect you, and the more experience you have. So the main way for me to challenge myself is to basically, as Jafia put it, train and study for other certifications and different types of applications such as like cloud computing or coding or you know network building. And the more you know, the more you can deploy those systems in any form of business infrastructure can make you more valuable to the company. But at the same time, I do my best to educate people, especially if they don't really know how to use a computer. I do my best to like teach them how to do a certain task or see, teach them how to do their tasks faster and more efficiently so they don't spend or waste time trying to do it or solve it by themselves. And I feel like that makes me more approachable to certain people and they feel more comfortable to talk to me about like their experiences and their difficulties with the devices that they are using. And I feel like the more I teach, the more I'm able to like help myself understand the devices that I'm using and that all in all can help me create a better user experience for the people that I work for. So I feel like besides that, I don't know, in order to grow, I also participate in hobbies like this, creating a podcast and help me become more people savvy. Like how I'm talking, recognize my tone, my voice, if people can hear me clearly, like helps develop my soft skills and like helps this also helps me create conversations for people, which thus helps build relationships. So I feel like everything that I do plays a role in my um, professional life and anything helps, so to speak. Yeah. And really to quickly chime in on something Hamed said, he spawned another thought. I think another thing that I think comes naturally too is that, because you said something that hinted to is that, performing well kind of just also breeds different opportunities for you. Yeah. So like, you know, in most of these jobs, like once they're kind of like in that space where like you're viewed as a top performer, they just also throw nonstop work your way to constantly, you know, push you towards something. Like for me, like my, my last year and change of being at Goldman, like it, it was nuts. Like, you know, like I went through like my first year not being great because I just didn't know anything about finance or accounting. And I was covering financial institutions and structured finance at the time. So it was just like, you know, you pick the exact worst space to enter someone with no finance backgrounds. Like had I joined like the Xbox team or something, it probably would have been different, but cool. So once I learned it, I felt like I was good. And like, obviously like people, I, I, I got along with people really well. The opportunities just started randomly coming. And then like my last year, I want to say like at the start of the pen, right before the start of the pandemic, like the two most senior analysts on my team quit the company. So that made me the most senior analyst on my team. And I get added to a third team that was like the vendor management portfolio. And then huh. that ended up making me like the only analyst on two out of the three teams I covered. And it stayed like that for like over a year. So like, that was one of those situations where like, I didn't really have to do much to seek out new challenges because I was just getting destroyed. <laughs> like but it, it, it was good and bad like bad in that it was extremely stressful and it was a lot and you just like, miss a burning out pretty quick but then good in that i think the projects i did in my last year was so much better and so much more important than anything i did in like the two years prior so like being in a position where like 
you know, you're working on three different global teams. And so managing directors and VPs from all these offices are hitting you up like, hey, you're the only one that knows this. We need you to do the, lead this project. It's like, cool. Do I want to do this? No. But then it's also like breeding new opportunity to kind of like get in different rooms. Yeah. So then that's what you end up doing. So well, that's a fact too. For my organization, like there's only three compliance officers and I'm like the they have no backup support. So I'm backup for all three. So what they don't do, I have to do on top of my own job responsibilities. So, and like I said, my manager's leaving. So we're down one officer. So I already know what's coming my way. I'm not looking forward to it in the next few weeks, but I am the only person that knows what to do. So I have no choice but to step up as well. I definitely get what he's saying. That is, that is a little backwards on my end when it comes to the hospital, though. This is not me talking about uh, challenging myself, but in our department, it's like the more you do is the more work you get. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're really efficient, it's like you're not stressed out automatically. They come to you for everything. And I'm not getting extra money for this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I tend to slow it down more, you know, my boss actually recommended that. He's like, yo, listen, if you, if you're too good at your job, HR is going to notice and they're going to start giving you more work. And that's not what you're trying to do when you work an hourly job. You know, that's just how he looks at it. Yeah. You know, like if I'm getting promoted, I'm getting promoted, but it's more like just slow it down a little. Definitely. Don't, don't overwork yourself. Definitely. Yeah. That's but a, um, that's, that's a rule of thumb of a lot of things. Like for me, Especially with like my family home when I was living with my parents, like doing certain things well, like my brother struggles to like teach my dad certain things, especially with computers. So like they give everything to me. If every if it if it's like reading a uh like a housing lease, can you read this for me, please? I'm like, I can make a mistake. Like I I, I like this is your livelihood. So it's definitely challenging when you do stuff well because people rely on you to continue that. And like if you say no, you're an asshole. So it's it's definitely a tough spot. You got anything else before we move on? Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, uh, oh, great. Oh, I feel uh, weird cutting off your lady, man. Don't beat no. me up. <laughs> you're fine, you're fine. Um um i didn't get to speak on like what i do to challenge myself you know like as a photographer uh one of your um, one of your main things is you to be vulnerable and i feel like people who are too uh if you think you the shit you don't have a lot of room to grow that's just how i look at it you know so i i tend to have this vulnerability for growth you know I'm always outside challenging myself I'm doing shoots that I'm not used to you know doing like you know different stuff that has nothing to do with my main type of photography you know uh, like even street photography taught me how to communicate well you know but then I take that into door photography and they don't even relate at all you know, but it teaches you more, you know, you challenge yourself even more. You want to make something that looks like a foot look sexy challenge. You know, I want to make this flower look like the most prettiest flower I ever seen. So I'm going to stand there for a couple hours, just trying to get that shot, you know, just always putting yourself in a more difficult environment, you know, and that truly helps you grow. 
yeah, don't have too much ego if you're doing anything with art. You're gonna get your feelings hurt. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I feel like where I currently work, there is no true challenge and there's really no growth. Um, it's a pre-K Head Start program. There isn't. It's not like you're moving up the ladder. You could be a teacher for 15 years and still be probably doing the same thing. But for me personally, um, and this kind of started over the pandemic. I just started looking up like a bunch of free webinars, free, um, you know, trainings to actually attend um, just to kind of, what can I say, like better my craft as a teacher, right? Because there's pressures coming from all over, right? What I'm teaching my students, how I'm teaching it to them. Um, like I have babies in my hands, right? <laughs> so I have to make sure that I'm doing the right job. And the way that I'm trying to grow in this case is basically what I'm doing next year. Moving on to teach kindergarten, moving on to teach first grade. Um, I don't want to stay where I am. And I also want to move up the ladder as well, which would require me to make sure that I'm doing my job the right way. I'm also following a bunch of like other teachers on Instagram. Um, you learn from the best, you learn from master teachers um, and they're putting the pressure on me as well. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. We'll move on to the next one. Reflect right now. Is it time for a career change? Definitely. <laughs> I'm having a whole baby, man. Oh. Like, how you forgot? Are you not no, allowed no, no, to my no, baby shower? Like, really oh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Do you really want to change what you're doing? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, like my base job, when I say base, like my daily job, changing that shit up oh, okay. automatically, you know, like as chilled as I am, I'm very aware when it comes to where I stand in terms of supporting my partner, supporting the family and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to be in a position where I have to think about money. Mm -hmm. You know, I prefer to have something that's just much more, um, you know, mo much more earning, you know, you're not, again, I, <laughs> not even again, like, I see my parents struggle, I know what that shit is like, I'm like, y'all doing that wrong, bro, you need a different job, mm -hmm. you know, it's, if, if it's not gonna help me have a much easier life with those new circumstances, it's not something I want to have. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, I just, Oh no, never. I'm I'm actually um doing much more of it now, you know, oh, okay. where I was more relaxed because you know that it pays great, you know, as yeah. someone that's in my circle like that, you know, I've I've been amplifying all of my talents, you know, just to you know get more out of it. You know, before it was never a thing. I used to just chill about it and everything was a passion, but now it's more like you have a kid on the way and kids love what they dads do. So it's like, whatever daddy's doing, that's the shit. And I'm here like, you know what? I'm about to do some fire stuff. So, you know, they have something to be excited about, you know, like that's just how I see those things in terms of career. Like I'm not trying to do this damn hospital shit forever. Like on a regular, that's normal. That's, that's chilled. I'm with it. But like, where is it going to go you know there's no there's no growth to that and that's not something i want to do definitely looking forward to changing my career path in terms of my daily job yeah i mean i think for me like i, I 
did it recently and so i could kind of speak to more what caused it um and yeah i mean i think for me like the three years that i, I was in my previous role like i didn't dislike the company that much it was just more of like i just didn't enjoy what i was doing and i i've I kind of peeped that really early on and so it was just like two after the first few months I, i'm miserable doing this and i suck at it so like what is next so for me it was a cool like Patience is key here. Don't run away from the role. Don't put yourself in a position where, like, if you leave this role, it's more about you moving towards a new opportunity versus running away from this role. And so, my the, the next thing for me is like, cool, like, get really good in this job. And so that was kind of like how I tackled my first year and a half in that role. It was just like you know, worried about being good at it, being a top performer, getting promoted. And so that happened. And so after that, it was like, cool. I have a really good relationship with my manager so I could be open with both my manager and managing director about, hey, like I'm ready for the next step and I don't see that being in this organization. And so I spent like a good year or so looking within Goldman, but just not in credit risk or risk management at all. And so I was really kind of trying to move towards the marketing teams um, within the firm. And so just like, you know, naturally with a bank, like marketing teams aren't in abundance. Like there's a few teams that do it, but they're also pretty small teams. So the roles don't open up often. And then of course the pandemic happened. was like, oh, cool. Now it's an added layer of hiring freezes because like everything is a mess right now. So it's been another year in that role. And then that was like kind of what I was speaking to recently with like getting that to that third team and like my work just, workload just like increasing dramatically. And now it's like, cool, like now, like at this point, I'm ready to just kind of like peek out the window and see what else is out there. And so for me, if, if I was to leave Goldman, it wasn't to go to another bulge bracket bank. Like to me, like leaving Goldman and going to JP Morgan or Morgan Stanley was like, it was going to be a similar experience. So yeah, yeah. for me, it was like, cool, if I'm going to leave, it's to like really get into a zone that I'm just a lot more comfortable and a lot more, a lot more aligned with my personality. Okay. And so being back in tech was, was like the main thing I was targeting. And so... As I said before, reaching out to my own manager ended up like getting this current role, and like I, I, I'm at Facebook now. So that that transition like took a while, but ultimately it was worth it because I think in me staying in that role so long, I got staffed on projects that were just way beyond what I was doing prior, yeah. and a lot of like my interviews I was having with Facebook, like I spoke like they they had like all in all probably spoke to like six or seven different people in my interview process. It was like that first recruiter call then like the hiring manager and then like a four person super day where you speak to like four different people for 45 minutes each. And through all of those interviews, I felt like, wow, all, everything I'm speaking about is like the projects that happened over the last year. So like me staying in that role a little longer and toughening it through just ended up like working so much for my transition because like it was a lot more impressive work I was doing. So that's pretty much where my transition came from. It was like, just like realizing quick that the work that I was doing wasn't for me. The industry I was in really wasn't for me. And so what are the steps I can take to kind of get back into a zone that I just enjoyed a lot more and tech was that. So, you know, thankfully, you know, that transition, I was able to make that transition. So like pretty much now I'm just back to square one in terms of like learning a new role, <laughs> now how I can like work towards being a top performer in this space and then just like moving on from there, so. Mm -hmm. Thank you, that's what's up. Well, congrats to the new role, for sure. Um, as much as I want to say yes to this question, I can't. Because I feel like I just have so much more to learn where I currently am. 
And I feel like it will help give me perspective, like what I want to do next when it is time for me to transition. Um, I'll have just like more experience to talk about other, you know, things to build off of. So, but what I do, because I'm so like intellectually curious, like I've never, like getting comfortable just annoys me. Like I can never become too comfortable. Like I like to challenge myself constantly, learn new things. Um, So I just like take on like part-time work as well, or just different like hobbies and stuff that, you know, gives me experience outside of what I'm doing for my day job. And that has helped me balance like passion versus what I do for work. And um, I like, I would recommend anyone, everyone do that. Cause you know, you have to have some, you don't want to just sit in your role. Like, damn, I have to wake up every day and do something I really don't like for how long. Right. <laughs> so at least like, I'm looking forward to doing something like I really love um, once, you know, the nine to five is over. No, I don't have. Um, no, I do. It's my time. <laughs> I literally just started. I think that's what I like. I haven't even to any other like teacher out there that's been teaching for thirty years. Like I barely got my feet wet. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I don't think I'm ready for a career change yet. I'm still trying to figure out where I can move along in the career that I am now. Mm-hmm. Maybe ten years down the line. But I also enjoy what I do. Yeah. Like even though it might be frustrating, like I enjoy walking into the classroom knowing that all the kids are probably going to make me laugh at something they probably do at some point of the day. Um, so I just I enjoy the kids, not the adults. <laughs> that's that's where it is. I mean, I can be quick for this one. Uh, no, um, I relatively am a baby in IT. There's dudes that have been in IT for like thirty plus years, twenty plus years. And they know that the experience is drastic. So I feel like I'm just like Denise, I'm getting my feet wet. And yeah, I like what I do. I like being a part of a ever-changing industry, things evolving, things becoming better, more efficient. And technology is increasingly just being like blended in our lives. Soon our homes are just going to be automated. We're going to know what's out there. There's like, it could probably transform in the future. But um, I feel like IT in and of itself, since it's always evolving, Mm -hmm. the more you put your mind to it, the more you can evolve with it as well and become a better version of you a year ago. So, yeah, that's my You were pretty quick with that one, bro. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> we know how you get down But um, just to add in, because Jamie's like she said, teaching, like there's teachers that have taught for 30 plus years, right? I feel like we are the generation of, you know, I'm not staying at a job for 20, for 20 years, 10 years, 20 years. I, I just can't see myself doing that at the slightest bit of inconvenience I'd be ready to go so <laughs> I can only imagine um sitting there for 10 years dealing with the same people no but um it's also beneficial that we have that kind of you know outlook like because we always are willing to go elsewhere learn more and really contribute to a lot of different organizations in that way Definitely not. I feel like I who said with, that? With the BS. <laughs> Yo, listen. Places, you have to, if you keep yeah. changing jobs, especially, I know for teaching, 
if you continue to change jobs and you're not staying at one place, your pension, whatever, your retirement, it it prolongs it. Yeah. Oh my God. God. They're so shady, man. I would would have been out. There's some companies that can appreciate like someone who's stayed at one company for three years, another company for five years, because you're exposed to the different types of infrastructure. You can probably bring new ideas in from your experiences. So I feel like um, depending on the industry, but depending on the corporation, either if you're constantly changing, like, okay, you're staying six months at a certain job. Okay, that may be a red flag, but if you're doing commitments like Bukhari, he stayed at Goldman Sachs for three years, who knows how long he's going to stay at Facebook. But like different places of work does make you a more well-rounded person, I can see. So if you feel like, if you feel like you've learned a lot, grown a lot at your place of work, and you stay there for a decent amount, I feel like it's okay to for sure and i think for me like the big part of it, especially in corporate is i mean granted i think if, you, if your resume just looks like yo i'm work, i'm jumping from company to company yeah, yeah, yeah. that can be alarming but what i realized quick is that like like I've, I've had like those vps i've worked with that have been at goldman or whatever company for 10 15 plus years covering the same thing and like that just always made me so uncomfortable. Not because like, wow, like you, you love what you're doing that much and you stayed there, like that's beautiful. But I think it's the, it's the sense of like, wow, like you, you went stagnant because all yeah. you done is just one thing. All you know is Goldman Sachs. Yeah, and then you never picked outside to see your value. And I think for me, like what I, like I learned, like, you know, through going through it and like having friends that went through it is that like, you'd be surprised how much more money you'd make jumping companies like yeah. like I, I wouldn't i'm not gonna say his name but like it's somebody you know her man who yeah. like the, the one of our close friends who like freaking he started at one bulge bracket bank then came to goldman for a, he was at that first bank for like a year and a half then came to goldman for a year and then went to a consultant company and bro went from like 80k to six figures like me jumping from goldman to facebook was like borderline like, like doubling my shit like it was just yeah. like but you like, cause at the end of the day, like when you put, when you're, when you punch that ticket properly, it's like, okay, cool. Like I have this Goldman, Bank of America, whatever company you're at or whatever into yet. When you punch that ticket, say, yo, I have this experience, you know, what type of employees come out of this company. Mm-hmm. So pay me appropriately. Like, yo, you really, yeah. you know, really are able to kind of like garner your value in that market that way. So like, I think for me, that's what has always made me un- uncomfortable with like the thought of like just doing the same shit for 10 plus years. It's like, but I feel like you just leave so much money and opportunity on the table because you just get so comfortable with your current situation so yeah there's a lot of comfortable people out here they 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 really you know they just they <laughs> they hit in they hit in the nail they hit in the nail the cover copy copy all right the next question have you guys ever experienced imposter syndrome I know you felt that shit, bro. Can you repeat that? I'm so sorry, man. I'm focused over here. Have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? Okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah, I can go. Um, I had a brief, like, uh, yes, the answer is yes, but it didn't last long. And I think for me, 
it turned it, I, I just shifted my mindset very quickly. I would say like the biggest time I really experienced that was actually my internship at, at Google in the Bay, uh, 20, summer 2017. And it was like first day orientation, I come in and like, we're like, everybody's talking, introducing stuff like that. And all I'm hearing is Harvard, Columbia, Yale. And like, I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, yo, like everybody's like super elite in this room. So I definitely had like a, like a have like a short bit of like damn bro like i don't know if i, if I really belong here and on top of that like at the end of the day like you had this internship to secure a field a full-time job like yo am i good enough to freaking get that return offer but for me like my mindset shifted super quick because it went from yo do i belong to like you know you telling me you needed all of that to get to the same room I'm in with what I got. Like, I just like, I just like turned it into a chip on my shoulder very quick of like, okay, cool. Like it's, it's beyond me not deserving to be here. So like, okay, cool. Like you 40K in debt at whatever institution doing whatever you needed to do, but we at the same place at the end of the day. So I should, I should never feel as if I don't belong because if anything, like I have a harder path to get here and like niggas are still here and the same, doing the same thing, you know, garnering the same opportunity. So, yeah, imposter syndrome for me was a very in and out feeling, but I won't pretend it never happened. I think anytime for me, I'm, I'm like that drastically out of my comfort zone, like I relapse into it. Like, you know, you just overthink things. You, you feel like, wow, like I don't know that I'm good enough to really last here. But then I just try my best to kind of like put it into a mindset that just like makes me extra competitive and just like, you know, just makes me work way harder than what I was even prepared to do. So I just try to flip it as quickly as possible but like it, it, it's for me at least like I just overthink things and like get into my own head so even if nobody's treating me like I don't belong like I'm gonna convince myself that so yeah. and that's uh, a fact I experience it off and on sorry I experienced it off and on as well I think like the first time I felt that way was also an internship mm -hmm. similar like I'm like oh damn like I'm coming from you know elite schools and I'm just like all right Baruch Oh, what's Baruch? Uh, you know, <laughs> right? So I'm like, what the fuck am I doing in this room? Like, they're using words I've never heard before. I'm like, damn, right? So, yeah, speaking like, a different but we English are still, yeah, but we still are in the same room, like Bakari was saying. So, and I still experience it, like, in my current role. Like I said, I'm the youngest in my department. Like, these people have, and I'm working for a corporation, which is, you know, uh, a males club, a white males club at that. Um, so it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, am I, am I enough? Like, or do they see like the work that I'm really putting in? Um, but I do try to shift the mindset. Like, yeah, it's a reason why I am here. It's a reason why they depend on me. So I'm doing something right. <laughs> you know, I can uh, definitely agree with like everything that's been said so far you know um, I didn't really it, it didn't even cross my mind before but um what um my uh, media companies it's literally always like that where you're you're in a room with all these damn elites and I'm just there like wait y'all went to college for this shit like I'm always feeling like I have like this extra you know I have extra to fill like there's much more for me to do I have much more to put on the table and be something that I'm clearly not yeah. you know you just listen to people talking about how much they travel and stuff like they they come to New York basically and I live in New York and they're like so where you're from this guy's like yeah I'm from um 
some extra shit, man. There was this other guy from like the Netherlands. And he, you know, he's like, yeah, that's where I'm from. I'm like, I'm from Brooklyn, bro. It took me like 15 minutes to get here. <laughs> like, you know, it's like always extra. Like that's one of those environments where you're always questioned. But I also feel like we're conditioned to be that way no matter how much we have. You know, like no matter how talented we are, we 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 don't feel like that's ever enough, you know. And that's how it felt when uh, orientation, everyone there went to college. That's how I always looked at it, man. It's, it's a whole bunch of college kids. It was one black dude with an afro and a hair pig. And it's like, I don't feel like I belong in this environment. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I was one of the only people that got in. So it was, you know, you don't feel, you feel so out of place. And, yeah. and I just feel like that's just how we were raised. That's the poverty rubbing up on us. Like we don't feel like we belong in a place where success happens. You know, it's like, all right, I need to do more. I need to be like whoever is here. Mind you, you're just like them. You know, shit, they're normally twice your age and you doing what they're doing. You know, like you flexing hard, but we never feel that way. We just feel so like we lacking something. You know, that's some, that's, I feel like it's a little conditioning. We just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely. My first year, especially at this company, I felt, I definitely felt out of place. I don't know if it was imposter syndrome, but I definitely felt like I was out of my league because everybody just knew what to do. And I was over here struggling with like simple tasks. Like I forgot certain things that I've learned in my bootcamp, but the more I got comfortable in the workflow and the pressure, the more that I realized that my position was well-deserved because I learned a lot. I learned really fast. I've gotten um, praise from my manager. And so I'm realizing now that it was just, you know, the pressure, just the pressure, because they literally just throw you in and you got to learn as you go. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, there wasn't really any um, training, so to speak. Yeah. They trained you how to use their systems, but not how to like actually fix computers. That's basically up to you. So, yeah. But the more I got comfortable with the workflow, the more I was in there like swimwear. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I echo a lot of, especially what Zakia mentioned. Like, I'm literally the youngest person Same. in the building. Yeah. Yeah, everyone else is in their 40s, 50s, like way up there. So I feel like when I first entered, you know, there are people that have been here for at least 10 plus years mm-hmm. and I'm an incoming teacher and they're either expecting me to be like the other young person that just left or they're expecting much more from me or that the fact that I don't know anything, right? Because I'm a new teacher, I, she must not know anything. Um, and I feel like that was very hard for me my first year because I was like dealing with a lot of behavioral children. Mm-hmm. Part, part of the time, I didn't know what I was doing. I feel very disappointed about how that first year ended. But I feel like now I've gotten to a point where it's like, I'm a damn good teacher. Like, no one can tell me anything. Um, I'm better than half the people in here that have been sitting here just being stagnant and getting comfortable mm-hmm. and not understanding, like, the landscape of education. They haven't changed anything that they've been doing for years, which is irritating. So I feel like I... A change of mindset was really important in that, um, especially with the simple fact that like people will make you seem like you don't know nothing. But I think a big part of that is like 
owning your expertise. Like, that's right. That's you right. You know what you can do. You name it, and you let people know. It's that simple. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next question: Do you feel safe and respected at your place of work? Nope. That's right. Go ahead, Raheem. You share first. Like, for me, it's an automatic no. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll tell that to any other person that's getting in. Mm. You know, and this is this is massively a race thing. You always feel that negativity. Like, let it, leave it up to me just being me and I'd get kicked out quick. But if I wasn't good at what I do, you know, it's a different situation. Mm. You know, like, I definitely don't feel it like never literally never you know my 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 state of comfort is literally a mental thing the second i let that down all those flags start going up you know like you never feel that kind of respect coming from like even higher ups it's never like your your colleagues or anyone else you know it's, it's normally the higher ups they just look down at you in a weird way you know a couple trust issues like it will move like I just didn't see you put your phone away, bro. You know, it's like those little certain things, like this is little cues that always catch my attention. You know, it's never anything big. It's never anything too like obvious, but it's like certain movements that let me know where they, where they stand, you know, and that goes back to, you know, that code switching. That's that, that's how I know automatically where you stand as someone like that. Some people see it as respectful, but I just see it as, you know, like, all right, that person's fake. I can't deal with them. Or why did this person get the offer, but I didn't, and I clearly am more talented. You know, like in those in those cases, I always know automatically automatically what it is. You know, like, and that's and that's just I don't want to put instill like negativity into anyone. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't talk on. Or that's why I don't speak on this subject much in my, at my place. Like, I'm not trying to discourage people of color to do it. Yeah. But when you do put yourself in that field of creators, you will always be belittled, belittled simply because of who you are. Yeah, yeah it, it happens all the time. Nobody talks about it, but it's very true. And a lot of favoritism goes on there, you know, and that's one of the big roles. Yeah. But it's great that you're naming it, Raheem, because... People don't like to talk about the reality of the situation. Girl, I'm on like always on the edge of like getting that. fired. So <laughs> I'm being serious, man. I, I just be talking. I, I ain't got no time for it. Like I'm always on that edge of being fired. If I didn't have like the energy to match, get that guy out of here. You know, like I don't even like, like I don't even feel comfortable even just saying it, but it's so true. You know, it's, it's yeah. difficult to operate in the field when you when you're a person of color you know they look at you funny mm -hmm. you know it's like like it's like watching a car crash then you walk close to that car and you feel like another car is about to crash you know or you hear gunshots go off and you go outside to buy some cookies or some shit like you feel endangered yeah. and they feel endangered around you you know or you're not up to their standards you know it's like I never feel that respect coming off, you know, and it's strange. It even comes from our own people, you know, but it never, never feels, you don't feel that respect. That respect comes from within. It's, it's so strange, very, very strange, but I, I can definitely tell you don't feel that kind of respect. I'm talking about my media jobs, by the way. 
Just making that very clear. Yeah. 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 No, it's a certain type of people in that media place, man. It's like when you when you do a lot of talent-based stuff, it's always a certain type of people. Like, you know, like my hospital job, now we cool. I definitely feel the respect there because I get to be me. I don't even need to wear my uniform. So I know where that respect is. You know, but when it comes to anything big, anything with a corporate name on it, the, you know, that color starts coming in and people start moving with it. Yeah. Yeah, to jump in really quickly, I'm not gonna take much, but safe and respected, absolutely not. And that's just, <laughs> that's just nice. the unfortunate. That's, that's real the, as that's fun. the unfortunate yeah. truth, like working in corporate America. Like I know they will be fast to throw me under the bus. So like just always it's protecting scary, yourself, you know. You, like some advice that my manager even told me because when she first came on she said it was really bad for her like because she's also black like they was very hostile very disrespectful towards her and she's like I don't want you to have that same experience here but like it happens like they are really stuck in their ways like it's a white males club here yeah. right so just having that level of protection like save the emails that they sending mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, it's unfortunate that you even have to do all of that, but just having like documentation of these encounters with these people, because you never know, you really never know. And especially being that they have been there, they have a little more leverage. You're coming in as someone young, you have not been there long. I'm black. Come on. Like, Thank you. Ignorant. Let's yeah. yeah, let's stop. like, let's yeah. keep it. Let's keep it 100. Right. So safe. No, respected. No. And like Raheem was saying, it's usually from like, my department, fine. Like we have that, we have established that level of respect, but it's usually from higher ups. Like they are not mm-hmm. seeing you, they're not encountering and having interactions with you, um, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Like you only see them on an email thread or on a board meeting or a committee meeting, right? So they don't, they don't know you personally. So there's no time to kind of establish that respect with them, which is unfortunate because it's like they are always looking down. It's like a hierarchy in these um corporations but it is what it is you just have to know how to navigate it correctly it's weird it's complex i don't know if any other males here experience this right as a black guy i always find myself overextending my sexuality to get that respect and it's something my girlfriend knows very well we use that to our advantage actually but it's like you have to amplify everything you are just to to defeat whatever assumptions they have you know like why do I have to radiate energy for you to see me as a regular person or for you to approach me correctly you know like why must I be a flirt for you to just be humane you know it's like there's so much that's going on at work and they never talking about it and and I think like work is a place where a lot of these higher-ups come to look for respect because they do not get that shit in their house you know, like, 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 I don't know how, what you women experience, but what I experience from female bosses, they always have that need for like clarity and male bosses. They just need like, you have to stroke their ego apparently for them to just relax for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these people come to work with all of these like broken ideologies of themselves and you have to just do more. You know, it's, 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 it's something like I dislike a lot about just the social interaction of being a colored person. You know, it's either I'm going to be sexy or I'm going to be feared. And it's never in between. You know, it's like being a black woman where 
is she she either aggressively voluptuous thick as hell or she's ratchet mm -hmm. there's no like okay that's an intelligent person that's someone that's well educated you know it's like it's so much you gotta reroute just to get that respect you're safe or respected mm -hmm. i'm sorry if that was a little long yeah uh yeah really quick i mean i think for me it's two different buckets as far as like do i feel safe and respected based on like the people i have to work with versus just like the broader company yeah. um and just speaking more towards my last role because i mean my current role is just like i'm still pretty new to it so like i don't really have a strong opinion on you yet but um like for me like everybody that i had to work with i definitely felt respected for sure like i got really lucky in like the people that I, I rolled up to i'm like my managing director like though she was like a white woman like she was one of the bigger proponents for the diversity networks in the salt lake city office so she always if anything took extra interest in like how i was doing like i was one of the few analysts in her division that had like one-on-one -on -one meetings with her and that was just like us kicking it about how things were going or like you know career stuff or whatever so yeah for me so that that was kind of my experience at Goldman like I just always had really dope management I rolled up to that was always like I, I just always felt like I was in a position where like I if everything if anything ever did happen in that vein like there's definitely people who are gonna like step up on my behalf so like that that, that really wasn't my concern for me it was more of like and partially overthinking, but also just like making observations about how Goldman was like, I was never in a position where I felt as if it was impossible for me to get fired, even if I was performing well. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I just always kind of operated in the sense that like, I, I really got to make sure I'm doing every, any and everything. Yeah. Put myself in a position where like, I, I'm, my, my job is secure. And I think, I mean, granted, that's me partially overthinking stuff and me just like actually having friends that I started with who ended up getting laid off under bullshit circumstances. So, I mean, for me, I think I definitely, from a people perspective, always felt respected and safe, but then through the broader company and how they operated with certain things, like in the back of my mind, it was always like, all right, bro, like, do you, <laughs> possible for you to get laid off, all things considered, probably not. More than likely, I was probably never in a situation where I was going to get laid off, but like, I just like operating under that under that mentality just so like it just if anything is like extra motivation to continue to bust my ass so yeah no that's a that's a good point to bring yeah, out because we're all yeah. replaceable like we're all replaceable to these organizations like always they're we leave they're going to find someone that could do the job right yeah. so i know we can all like just think of one person that got laid off or fired um that really loved their job and then there's us, like, or, well, there's me. <laughs> I don't particularly, like, have a love for this job, but um, I'm pretty good at it. I love the experience I'm getting from it. But, you know, you just always have to keep in mind that nothing's forever. Like, you want to secure, you want to make sure that you are you have some kind of security with these jobs, but nothing nothing's forever. Even if the co company go bankrupt, like, you, you're out of a job regardless, right? So just keeping that in mind. I definitely, when I first started, I definitely felt like any mistake I made could get me instantly fired. Um, because I'm working with computers, sometimes I'm working on like networks and like one mistake, one mis input, you can like shut down the whole network. 
And these are people's companies that you're managing. So definitely there's like a higher risk of getting fired at my place of work. Um, I don't, the respect I feel like I had to earn it in a way. Because at first I was like, I'm seen as this green guy, very new to IT, not really knowing what I'm doing. And I wasn't feeling like I was respected by people. Not like they were insulting me, but because I, I don't really think that they think that I knew what I was doing. So in order to gain that respect, I had to like do the things. I felt like I had to show them that I knew how to do it without asking help. Mm-hmm. And like they can trust me with different people's companies and stuff like that. So feeling safe, and respected, I would say, was definitely earned. I don't feel like I'm being targeted, but I do feel like my job, I'm like, I feel like I'm on the edge. If I make a mistake, I feel like I can get fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I speak to my med about this a lot, that I don't, I definitely do not feel safe or respected where I work. Um, and I think, I mean, it's a very toxic environment to begin with, for me personally. Um, it's not a real productive environment. But I saw how, like, Bakari, you know, he mentioned the corporation itself and then the people he works with. And I'm thinking of, for me, it's the manager I have and then the people that I work with, right? And I could offer it to say, my manager, definitely not safe and respected at all. Like, she will take any point in time to come in and criticize anything that I'm doing. I've never heard nothing good come out of her mouth for about me. And mm-hmm. it's always been toxic. It's always been some form of attitude, some form of Janice is doing something wrong. Um, I need to scold her on it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's always had like very specific comments, um, just coming up with assumptions about certain things that I've done mm-hmm. um, without like trying to get to know me, right? She's never built a relationship with me. Um, but as far as like the people that I work with, I would say the same for them as well, like half and half. There are some people that I can go to, um, I can trust to have conversation with them, but then the whole environment is like gossip. It's like, I talk about this teacher, I'm talking about this, um, what they do, oh, I don't like them. Um, oh, I got into a conflict with this person. I need to go tell the family worker about this. Mm -hmm. Like nothing is kept safe and sacred or like between the two people that have the conflict. And I think for me, every time I walk in there, it's always an instant, like, I have to have my guard up real quick. Like, I'll catch an attitude real quick because that's how they made me. Um, I used to come in very happy and smiley and like, yeah, I'm coming in here, about to teach the kids and all this other stuff. But I feel like the people around you are like making it difficult, right? Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say I'm not around a lot of pe- a lot of Black people. It's mainly. I was gonna say something. Yeah. I ain't say nothing. I, I knew it was an old white lady that was complaining about your fresh, young, energetic self being around these people who don't <laughs> see a lot of people. It happens, man. I know it sounds silly, but I'm telling you, I see it every day. It's weird. They they right, need yeah, that it's, clarification. It's so I get yeah, man. Bummy, they wouldn't say nothing to you. She came in all crusty and shit. Like she don't look like competition. You're doing a great job, sister. <laughs> Like it's sick. It's it's toxic. It's not not, toxic. It's it's, but it's also the simple fact that like the thing is is that 
um, I think me and her also just got up on the wrong foot as well. So I feel like the minute that I challenged her, it was it. Mm-hmm. Like, I needed mm-hmm. to be on her back. And you really saw her personality instead of, like, her managerial skills come out. Mm-hmm. It was like, I can't have a conversation. Like, I can't hold my, what mm-hmm. can I say? Like, hold my ground or, like, not get angry when she's talking to me. Like, I'm showing you who I am, even when I'm talking to, like, a friend. Like, no, you have to, there's a specific way that you have to present yourself as a manager. But, like, that's why I'm leaving. I'm out the door. I can't deal with people like that. And I'm convinced that part of it is that she is racist. Um, I'm yeah. telling you, man. Which is a very unfortunate part. But I'm, I'm convinced there are certain comments. There Not are certain she is. things that she said. Um, but I'm pretty convinced that that's the case. So I feel bad for the kids, but... Yeah. What you gotta do is bring Hamed in one day. Just put on some nice clothes <laughs> on him. I'm telling you, I do it with my girl. We do. We, you gotta use this to your advantage. Just test that shit out one day. Have him dressed up really nice, and have him look at her like twice. Her old ass is like, you know what? Maybe she could stay for a little. Like, it's it's, it's, li- it's little gross things like that that I actually dislike. Like other brothers would be excited to hear shit like that. Like, yo, there's chicks like that at your job. I'm like, that's actually uncomfortable where you got to reach just to get that respect. Like, mm-hmm. why Why you got to be garbage towards me because you feel insecure about yourself or you're looking for extra, you know, um, there's the word, my, my damn vocabulary. Mm-hmm. But just extra clarification on who you are you know like she probably has a rough ass life i guarantee you not a lot of action going on like love excitement happiness like i don't mean like sex hamed you little no no it is her problem but they don't realize you shouldn't be taking these kind of uh traits and characteristics yep. towards your job like yep. why are you looking for fulfillment from me my man you make like twice the amount of money i do you know like mm-hmm. What, why Why am I on your level? Like, especially mentally, like you're supposed to be like being a manager right now. Why are you speaking to me like this? And why is all of this extra shit important to you? Exactly. You know, like you have like, for me now, I get a weird thing where I can't mention my girl too much because they're going to start moving weird. Like, well, what's good with y'all in here, man? Like, it's, it's never anything about work that they're mad at. It's never anything professional. You know, like you could be killing it. You sound so passionate about teaching, right? And it doesn't matter to them, apparently. Like that's never their base on arguing. Mm -hmm. Never. You know, like I saw her yelling at the special ed kids, you know, like, come on. You know, that's something I'd really be like, you know what? You need to work on your patient messes. But no, it's it's always something left field. Like I feel you, son. It's just, that's that weird colored stuff we don't talk about, man. I think all of us go through that. Yeah, but damn, Jim. But Jim, that's just unfortunate that it's like your manager and also the people that you work with daily. Like that's a double homicide right there. That's (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm happy even though they don't deserve you. (laughs) No, that's why I say I'm. I'm, And I feel like I'm so glad that the younger generation is at a point where it's like wherever you don't feel want it you just walk right out uh-huh. the door no it's important for you to leave mean, and you know what they don't mean it's very enemies. important for you to leave mm-hmm. like especially where you can't change that perspective mm-hmm. you definitely have to leave man and that overreaching is the worst feeling mm-hmm. but it's i'm feeling like a whore at work i don't like it it's, it's it's awful 
it's awful. I'm I'm proud of you for leaving, man, because I, I wish I had that that mentality instead of amplifying my chocolate instead. It's like, oh, you treating me funny, then I'm gonna be sexy. Get out of here. You ain't firing me. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Very proud of you. That's not a good environment to be working Thank in. Thank you. Yeah, I advise y'all. Don't feel safe and respected. Walk out the damn door. <laughs> Tell them that they can kiss your ass, okay? They might take it serious if I say it. <laughs> One, two, three. It is literal. <laughs> <laughs> last question. Um, is there a lesson from your experience that you would like to share with the younger generation? The younger generation. Yes, the up and coming generation that's ready to work and find out the woes of adulthood. I would say uh, if we're talking to the younger generation, have a capacity to learn new things. And, and this is something I say a lot. You know, like we're joking around, right? We're all just very serious, but we're also playful. However, you know, be receptive. There we go. That's what I'm saying. Like, I realize a lot of the younger generation lack that reception where they, they are unable to hear someone be so right about something they're doing wrong. You know, like, when, when, when you're in that situation of being told to do something correctly, you know, don't feel as if you need to be defiant. You should look at your, your you know, what is you doing? Like, am I actually doing this wrong or am I you know, being targeted, you're not being targeted, you know, you're, you're being taught how to do something better, you know, and, you know, just have a, have a little resilience, you know, like, even though how we're, we're just, you know, celebrating how easy it is for us to push away from a negative space, but at the same time, are you pushing away from this negative space because you are being mistreated or because you're lazy? You know, those are two different things and, you, you know, something to consider, you know, you have to have that, that drive to really look at things in a productive way gotcha. yeah you know that yeah patience patience that's the that's the theme mm -hmm. have a little patience okay. yeah Anybody else? Uh, i can hop in i have like three broader categories i mean i think so he hit on my last um my last one was patience so i'll start there um i think more than anything especially someone like myself who's just like in, incredibly impatient and just is just so ready for things I want to happen within two seconds like mm -hmm. definitely being in put yourself in a position where like you know you're just like tempering your your mindset and like your expectations for things right and just like being patient in that you know the things that you're working towards are gonna come when the time is right so in the in between just like continue that putting your head down and grinding it out mm -hmm. um I'll say the, the next one would be, you know, finding great mentors. I think for me, mm -hmm. having those amazing net, uh, mentors and connections that just guided me so far in everything I've done um, up to this point. And so, you know, finding yourself in a new space and finding that amazing mentor that's not only going to provide you the guidance and advice on where you, where you want to go, but also providing you that critical feedback like you know telling you when you're like nah that was not that was not it that's not how you should approach it or you know whatever the case may be i'm like finding people who are you know both helpful helpful enough to guide you but then also honest enough to like you know tell you when you're wrong mm -hmm. and just like you know continuing to like help you grow and i'll say the last one and the biggest thing that's carried for me is just like being comfortable, being uncomfortable and like, you know, being nimble and trying new things because 
I think for me, in my opinion only, um, especially this early on in our careers and our lives, like comfort is one of the worst things that we would, we sh no, let me not say that, but being too comfortable rather is like the worst thing to do for yourself because I think then at that point, you know, you become stagnant and you're not really seeking out new opportunities to grow, new opportunities to kind of like learn new things. And so like, for me, like, you know, graduating college and hopping into finance or no finance background was a huge part of that, right? It was just like, all right, I don't have this experience now, but I want it, so I'm gonna do it and figure it out. And I know it's gonna be tough. And through that, you learn a lot about what you like and don't like and that carries you to your next opportunity. So then it's like, cool, you know, now, now I'm in a new position where I'm like, all right, now I'm learning a bunch of new stuff again. You know, now I'm like, you know, putting myself in a position where I could grow a ton again. And then, you know, you kind of like get what you want out of that and then move on again. And so just like, you know, never being stagnant and too comfortable and just like, you know, always putting yourself in a position where, you know, you're forcing yourself to grow and learn new stuff is definitely like yeah. the overarching things I would say. Yeah. Yeah, this is tough. They they all said they both said great responses. I don't think I'm the spokesperson for this. <laughs> but um I would say like, you know, to take the risk, definitely. Like um it's worth it. Cause you never know where you'll end up. Like challenge yourself. Don't like um Bakari said, like don't be too comfortable. It's okay to challenge yourself. Like apply for that position you don't think you qualify for. Like do yeah just get out your comfort zone and really try to accomplish or you know meet your goals and exceed your expectations for yourself and i'll also say um dang i lost my train of thought <laughs> um make time for like things that you love so you, you know your job is only one aspect of your life like it shouldn't be everything you shouldn't let it take over Right, so always still make time for things that you love. Um, follow your dreams in any way that you can. Just make time for that, because you need some kind of balance. Like you don't want to be miserable, like the people at Jimmy's job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, for me, to the younger generation, um, I would definitely say you have time. Calm down. There's no rush to like growth and like become the best person you want to be. Some people get successful at the age of 40. Not saying that that's going to be on your path, but things will work out the way you want it to work out if you continue to work on it. Mm -hmm. And it's, you're still your passion. Don't forget to love yourself. Don't forget about your mental health. Don't burn yourself out doing the things that you think you should be doing because you've seen the other person doing it at a younger age. That's their life. You have to be able to make sure all the components in your life are tuned in and working and all the cogs are in the right place before you can be that person that you want to be in the future. And I know like it's difficult with the social media age to like not compare yourself to everybody. And like feeling like you're not doing the best you're supposed to be doing because everybody looks to be successful and you feel like you're not, you know, on your path to success. And that's my message. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I feel like y'all really did a whole wraparound. <laughs> um, I definitely agree with Bakari about 
getting a mentor or a coach, I feel like those are the main, that's the main thing in my life that has really helped me just be able to talk to someone about how I can grow. Um, Because they're going to see mistakes that we probably wouldn't even want to admit at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also, I feel like one big thing, even though, you know, we're telling people to take all the opportunities they can, uh, make sure that they take risks. I also think there's, uh, what can I say? Like a value in saying no, right? Because sometimes we do get overwhelmed and you start to say yes to this and yes to this and either you can handle it, but it's also not beneficial to your health and your mental. Um, So I definitely think that when you get to a point that you know you're doing too much, that it is okay to say no, right? Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on in life. Um, people don't know what you're experiencing. Do what you need to do and make sure that you're good, you're safe, and you're healthy. I guess with that, thank you to our panelists for sharing all of their experiences about their nine to fives, their college experiences, and thank you for sharing to our audience. This is the final episode of this season. We'll be back in September with brand new things, brand new uh, how should I put this? I guess opportunities for us so we can cheer y'all. Stay tuned for merch. <laughs> <laughs> We're planning on like uh, experimenting, experimenting with like shirts and stuff and mugs, maybe, maybe phone cases in the future. Who knows? But we definitely excited. Yeah, I'm trying to dig in our pockets. That's why I'm supposed to be. There's the investors. There's the if you guys want to. Stay over and hang out, or if you want to leave, there's no problem with that. And to our conversators, thank you very much for everything you've done. Thank you for, so much for support. the support, the shares, and the messages. And to that, mm-hmm. until next time. Thank you for having us. This was.